we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for November 6, 2017. Before we get into this next part, another uh, thing that I forgot to mention regarding the shooting that just happened in Texas. When did the shooting stop? When this neighbor, who also had a gun, I believe a rifle, uh, came out, confronted him. I don't. I might have pursued him, but that was when it all stopped because I, I believe his vehicle ended up in a ditch, and I think he had either gotten shot by the neighbor or had um, killed himself. Now, again, if he's a mind control slave, what do you always see? Okay, he was in the military. He got dishonorably discharged. Okay, who knows what went on in this dude's mind? Okay, total atheist, devil. Okay, what went on in his mind? Well, all I can tell you is that isn't it a a very very common scenario that we've reported over and over in the past that when these types of mind control type shooters, when they know the jig is up, when they know that that everything is is you know falling apart, they will there's some type of programming that kicks in where they will kill themselves. And this is obviously very, very, very common scenario. Whether this guy turned the gun on himself or whether he was actually shot by the neighbor, when the neighbor showed up with the gun and confronted him, that is when all the killings stopped. And like I said, if that, if somebody like that had been positioned in the church, in the foyer, preferably, and would have saw this coming, they could have prevented this whole thing from happening and prevented all of this carnage from happening that's the whole point about using guns as a tool of righteousness as opposed to using guns as a tool of evil and when you strip all the people of the right to own firearms then there's nothing to there's nothing to stop scenarios like this from happening who knows what this guy would have went on to do had this neighbor not confronted him he might have went to another church and done the same thing the body count might have been astronomical i don't know and whether there was two people or whatever, I don't know. But just wanted to throw that in there. Okay, so these are some comments regarding the video that I just played on North Northern California Fire's aftermath. Proof Agenda 21 plans are being implemented. These are some comments just below. And the one guy says, uh, CJ Brown Bear Flips, he says, Funny how the paint and the stickers are still on the mailboxes. Meaning... These houses were literally burnt into their footprint. Nothing but ashes. A lot of the cars were literally melted. But the paint and the stickers are still on the mailbox, and a lot of the trees around the houses are totally untouched. Okay. Listen, he said, listen, somebody should should get soil samples. You'll find out about chemicals used, how much, how much is the property value. And then the response to that was by a guy named Tony Mazabo. He says, if lasers were used... No chemical residue would be present. Okay, now we're going to talk about this at length here. Just the materials. Um, Plain Truth, another guy that commented, had a great comment. They are afraid of people finding the bones and the teeth that weren't burned to ash. That is all the proof you need. Who's responsible? The question, the government, the deep state. We don't have a government, but people, city, and officials, the people in the city... uh, but people, city officials know, the police know, the armed services know, the Red Cross, the FEMA heads know who they are. They will be the first to go. They just don't know it yet. 
they know too much, meaning the people that do know about this and that are keeping their mouth shut will probably be the first ones to get assassinated when things go really hot because they already know too much. They think they're doing, like, Satan some service by keeping their mouth shut, but they're going to be the first ones probably targeted for termination because they know too much. Um, then another comment by Rosie A. said, Yes, very obvious. Read this military projection of the U.S. population being reduced to one-sixth of current levels within a short time. And please pass it on to everybody. And guess what? It's the www.deagle.com website that I've reported on many, many times that has as its sources all of these different high-level governmental organizations that were how they... they um, they came to all of the their conclusions within Deagle. I mean, to reduce U.S. populations, I believe, by 2025 to one-sixth of its current levels, that is what they're projecting. And it's all governmental sources doing this. The same deep state government that is behind the lasers that were used to vaporize these houses and these cars and the people in them to implement their Agenda 21. I mean, there's so many things they're accomplishing by doing this and then she goes on to say maybe listen to this where the wife of a retired senator Meyer, who discovered in the 1990s how this fraud and treason against the american people was accomplished by signing this law to kill american christians the question is when and she gives a link to this and i looked at this and i'm like hmm is there proof of this? Yes, it's actually called, um, it's from H.J. Uh, Resolution 104, 102nd Congress. This is in the years 1991 and 1992. This isn't a law. This is a law, okay? This became public law on March 20th of 1991. It's right on the, um, the I give you the link to it, the, um, where it actually became law okay, on our own government website, uh, public law 102-14. Now, this is not, I'm not bashing Jews here, but this is a real law that really was passed, and I would never blame Jews in general for this, but when Jesus talked about the synagogue of Satan, you, you call yourself Jews, but you're not, you're of the synagogue of Satan, I believe in like Romans, or no, I'm sorry, Revelation 1, uh, or two, it's very clear that there is a very evil sect of the Jews that call themselves Jews, but they're actually of the synagogue of Satan. And these are as Christ-hating as you could possibly ever get. Okay? And a Jewish website, it's www.noahidenations.com, states that the worship of any deity other than God which includes Jesus Christ, is idolatry. Meaning, their God does not include Jesus Christ. Okay? Is idolatry. Okay? The, the Jews um, that go by the Talmud and the Kabbalah and these types of things hate Jesus Christ with a passion. The same way that the Pharisees and the Sadducees did in the, Old, in the New Testament. Okay? The ones that basically put Jesus Christ on the cross that whipped up the, the 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 Jews to basically get him crucified okay so <clears throat> this goes on 
which says the penalty for idolatry is decapitation and the worship of jesus christ is part of that now you could say well i don't believe any of this well it's public law it's public law it became public law march 20th 1991 public law 102-14 okay hj resolution 104 102nd congress this happened from 1991 to 1992 look it up it's right there it is a law i didn't believe it at first either it's right from the government website moses maimonides is recognized for his preeminence as a jewish philosopher maimonides mishnah torah chapter 10 of the english translation states concerning jesus christ that quote it is mitzvah or religious command or duty however to eradicate jewish traitors um like the gentiles or the non-jews and the apocorism meaning secular jews and to cause them to descend to the pit of destruction since they cause difficulty to the jews and sway the people away from god as did jesus of nazareth and his students and tazak and bathros and their students meaning there were other sects that were trying to get them away from the talmud and the kabbalah and these types of things and this is why jesus christ when he came to the pharisees and sadducees he called them serpents and vipers okay he didn't really do that with anyone else he didn't do that with the unsaved you know he keep he came to seek and save the lost okay he, he ended up going to the prostitutes and the tax collectors and the people like that to save them okay whereas the pharisees and sadducees who were always contending with him who were always this and the scribes who were always trying to find some way to ensnare him in his own words to kill him to discredit him they were constantly seeking to do this and this is why jesus christ called them serpents and vipers and he, he likened them to um, whitened sepulchers full of dead man's bones. On the, on the, on the outside of a sepulcher, of a, of a tomb, it looks real nice and white and everything. But in, in the inside, they were dead. Okay, so this is who we're in reference to here. Okay, they were the main people Jesus had to contend with when he was on planet earth they were his main enemies okay it wasn't the romans or whoever they were not jesus's main enemies it was the scribes the pharisees and the sadducees these serpents these vipers these these um, white sepulchers full of dead man's bones so that's not debatable in the bible that is the way it is okay so um then it goes on to say and now this is straight from this, this Mishnah Torah, chapter 10, English translation, concerning Jesus. It said, may the name of the wicked rot. And that would include all of us because we're Christians and we worship Jesus. And, and if he is our Lord and Savior, we are their mortal enemy, according to them. Okay. Sanhedrin 57a of the Talmud states the penalty for disobedience with these words. Quote, one additional element of greater severity is that the violation of any one of the seven laws subject of the Noahide to capital punishment by decapitation. Now, is this going to figure into the future where those that will not take the mark of the beast will be decapitated? Well, 
you could say that from a Muslim standpoint as well, because what is the Muslim's preferred way of execution of an infidel? Decapitation. Who is, who is the one that's behind all of this? Whether they're Muslim or whether they're wicked synagogue of Satan Jews. It's Satan. It's Satan. Now, there's different flavors of it, but they're all being motivated by the same devil, okay, in the end. And Satan is their leader. So this is what we're talking about here, okay? Now, I did a teaching a long time ago on 2007, 9-9 of 2007, and it's called The Blasphemous Talmud and the Hebrews root, Roots Movement, Messianic Jews and Christian Zionists. Now, I've done more studies, oh, well, not more, but I've done a ton of studies on the Hebrew Roots Movement, just came Hebrew, in the keyword search box at contendingfordruth.com. I got more hate from that than any other teachings I've ever done. I got more pushback by, quote, the Hebrew Roots Movement, by Messianic Jews and these types of people than any other thing I've ever done. It's total bondage. I prove that. I, I absolutely expose virtually every aspect of the Hebrew Roots Movement, of the Messianic Jews. It's totally adding to the Word of God. It's bringing us back into the bondage that Jesus Christ freed us from. And we're not even, we weren't even in the Jewish bondage to begin with, you're, if you're a Gentile. You're, you weren't even ever even called to that. It's so easy to prove biblically, and yet so many people are still wrapped up in this garbage and lies. It's works-based religion. It's just like any other works-based theology where you earn your way to heaven or paradise or wherever you're trying to get to. Okay, So, my table of contents reads, The blasphemous Talmud is declared by the religious Jews to be from God. Totally binding and authoritative. Now, that's what we just read from. Okay? Um, many supposed Christians who call themselves Messianic Jews, Hebrew Roots, Christian Zionists, incorporate the Talmud into their religious practices. Most Jewish and Messianic rabbis consider the Talmud a higher, higher in authority than the Old Testament. Listen, that's the way it always goes. If you're a Mormon, okay, well, they go by the, the King James Bible. No, they don't, actually. That's part of what they, they go by, but you know what always trumps it? Is there other religious books that they have? Like the Book of Mormon and the Pearl of Great Price. Because why? Because, well, something's got to trump another book because there's obviously going to be contradictions with the Book of Mormon and the Bible. Because the Book of Mormon is just a totally evil, occult, demon-inspired teaching. So you know it's going to contradict the Word of God, the King James Bible, well... When that happens, they just go by the Book of Mormon or the Pearl of Great Price. Same with the Jehovah Witnesses. They have their extra-biblical writings and supposedly angelic teachings and things of this nature. When it contradicts the, the their New World Translation, which is a, cor a totally corrupted translation, when it, when it contradicts that, they just go by their extra-biblical teachings. It always trumps the other. I mean, something's got to trump. Something's got to have preeminence and authority. It's never the Bible in any cult whenever it comes to extra-biblical stuff. It just, just know that and always assume that. So um, I give you the link to my teaching there. You might want to listen to it. Um, it's got a lot of really, really interesting uh, things about the Talmud and the Hebrews Roots Movement, but I've done many, many teachings on it as well if, if you just key in uh hebrew you'll find them i don't know how many of them there are there's probably like 15 at least 
Uh, going further here, let's go back to the table of contents here. There are two main Talmuds, the Palestinian, the Palestine Talmud and the Babylonian Talmud. We will be looking at many direct quotes from the Talmud, including, quote, here's a quote from the Talmud, Christians will are allied with hell, and Christianity is worse than incest. That is from Abodah Zara 17a, page 85. And here's another quote from the Talmud. Now, we have to understand, this is a book that takes preeminence over their Old Testament. They don't believe in the New Testament. Okay, most religious Jews do not, because that has everything to do with Jesus, and they think Jesus was... The stuff they say about Jesus is not... I don't even want to repeat it. It's so evil. It's so blasphemous. It is the most evil thing you could possibly think about Jesus. In hell. Okay? That's what the Talmud states about Jesus. Okay? Even the Muslim writings don't do that. They basically say Jesus was basically a good man. At least the Muslim texts don't say that. But the Jewish ones, the Talmud does especially the babylonian talmud it's extra special wicked then you have the kabbalah which is their main which is like their main witchcraft book for the highest level witchcraft basically on planet earth so the next quote from sanhedrin 99a page 668 when the messiah comes he will destroy the christians now, that's the Messiah the religious Jews are waiting for. Okay? He will destroy the Christians. So, could it be that when somebody like Devil Betraya, Maitreya, the, the guy from the, the only um, UN-promoted coming-awaited Savior that I can find, comes, and he, I think he's just going to play a part in the whole coming end-time deception, but I do believe he will play a part. When he says that he is the um fifth buddha which is their awaited savior to the buddhist and krishna to the hindus their coming awaited savior and the imam mahdi to the muslims which is their coming awaited savior and the messiah to the jews this is the messiah they're talking about he also says he's basically the coming awaited savior of the of the christians he says he's everything in one package but this is the messiah that the Jews are waiting on, the one that is going to destroy the Christians, which would be a fulfillment of the Antichrist and his pursuit of Christians during the seven-year tribulation period where, you know, many Christians will be forced to either take the mark of the beast or be beheaded. This is what they're expecting. So it's just good to know. Here's another quote. This is Sanhedrin 90A. 100b page 601 to 602 and 680 those quote those who read the gospels are doomed to hell end of quote next one sanhedrin 55b page 376 quote it is permitted to have sexual intercourse with a girl three years old in one day we're getting very very close to a lot of parallels here with islam aren't we at this level it's no less wicked than islam if you ask me it's no less wicked. I mean, this is this is as blasphemous as it possibly gets. I just think the Jews, these really evil, high-level synagogue of Satan Jews are much better at hiding what they're doing, whereas Islam's more in your face. The 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 these religious um, 
synagogue of Satan Jews are much better at um, subterfuge and, and, and like a snake in the grass, hiding their actions. <clears throat> and then I go on to say, we will also be doing a Bible study to totally debunk the notion that a Christian has to adhere to Jewish traditions to be saved and or to be right with Jesus Christ. Titus 1.14 says, not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth. So you want to, you know, listen to that. And then and then if you want to know more, just key in Hebrew and the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. And all the, all the studies there are free. And the PDFs are, are all free as well. So um, now let's go back to the main report here. And this is from... Oh, and this is another comment, because I know I really segued off there for a second, but I kind of felt it necessary to do that. Another comment from the video that we've talked about, this is from Sue Bennett, and she says, and this is exactly how it will all go down. Forced out of your beautiful home, and then you're relocated to a small shoebox home. And I mean, that the, the homes that they were showing, that they were making for these people, they do, they look like a shoebox. Agenda 21, grabbing what was once yours and forcefully moving you where they want you. And could you imagine if you had your house all paid off and you lived in this really idyllic, idyllic setting um, in Northern California and you, you get your house fried. If you're lucky, if you were fortunate enough to not be in the house. I don't usually like to use the word lucky because that derives from like lucky Lucifer, the, the whole, it's very Luciferian in its context. Um and you were forced out and then you had to take all the insurance that came in and use that give that back to the government so they could use it to dig up your foundation and basically every bit of that money's gone and then you now you're back into a mortgage on a shoebox house living in the city where they wanted you to be all along mission accomplished by satan is the way i look at all of this um, now let's go further. Northern California fires Agenda 21 going on smoothly without a hitch aftermath. Agenda 21 plans already being implemented. For pictures where you could see the houses destroyed and trees around them untouched, go to. And I'm just going to go ahead and, and click on this. And this is, um, boy, they're doing a lot of Big Brother stuff now. I, I click on this site. It says, be careful. This site may be harmful. And then it says, Click on this button, back to safety. Oh, yes, big brother government, save me. Please save me. Um, the, the site you're trying to visit, pressdemocrat.com, may include malware, phishing attempts, or disturb, disturbing content. Oh, Satan, please spare me of this. I don't want to defile my eye gate. Oh, please. The humanity of it all. So this looks like this is something that YouTube just started doing because I, I was on one of the, the um, videos that I was playing and then when I try to go off the YouTube site, it gives me this be careful, this site may be harmful thing. And again, this is just more Big Brother tactics to freak people out, to make them think that you're going... I mean, this site that I'm going to is secular. It's not like it's some Christian site. It's the Press Democrat. But... Again, it's getting into a subject that they really don't want you to know about because if you look at this first picture, it shows all of these houses that are literally burned to the ground in their own footprint and all of these surrounding trees that are totally untouched. And it's almost like the New World Order saying, 
here you go. We're giving you fair warning. Anybody with half a brain in their head has got to think that there's something real wrong with this, that the houses are burned into their own footprint, into total ash, that the cars are melted, and the surrounding trees are perfectly fine. It's the New World Order, it is a Kabbalistic principle of the New World Order to warn people and to let people know about what they're doing. And this, to me, is all the warning that you would really need to know that there's something really, really wrong and really, really off. Something is definitely rotten in Denmark, as that expression goes. So, I mean, you're looking at a lot of the different, um, I mean, this is just unbelievable. Here's, I mean, I'm looking at this picture. Thomas Lake Harris Drive in Killarney Circle, October 25th, 2017 in Santa Rosa, Fountain Grove. Burned by the Tubbs Fire. Literally, you have got all of these houses burned into their own footprint and literally the surrounding trees are untouched. And I'm talking these trees go right up to the properties that are burned into their own footprint. And there is a perfectly unburned uncharred 18 hole golf course right next to this all of the grass is green all of the trees around it are perfect and untouched what is wrong with this picture i mean is the public at large so satanically blinded they can't see this i don't know i think that there's so much mind control going on right now that the average person can look at this and see nothing wrong with it which just lets Satan know how far he's actually gotten with his agenda. I mean, this is just, these are incomprehensible. You've got to see these pictures. They're not even trying to hide it, is the whole point here. I mean, here's another one. I mean, all the trees around these houses are untouched. They're all green. Only the houses. How do you pull that off? Well, we're going to be looking at that. We're going to be looking at that. So, there's, then there's links here. The fight against the Plan Bay Area, Agenda 21. And there's four links here I give you that if you want to take action and you want to fight against this, there's four links here that kind of give you ideas and what to do about that. I'm not going to go into those. That's up to you to click on. It'll be on, I don't know, probably the fourth page of the PDF for... Um, this date um 11 6 2017 at contendingfortruth.com now next video how and why the california fires were created further evidence suggests the surprise record firestorm was created to repurpose zoning developments toward agenda 21 mandates and again that was just part of the thing this deep depopulations part of it agenda 21's part of it um part of it is beta testing to see how much they can get away with see how flagrant they can be and in your face and what will the public reaction be will there be any pushback there's a lot of different agendas they're accomplishing a lot of the agenda too totally taking whatever money if you survive this whatever money you would get back from the house and they, they would steal that money and basically say well we had to use it to, to tear up your lot and to take it and, and to take away your foundation so we could rewild the area because we can never let anyone move back into the area so to um uh create this this class of people that maybe were affluent one minute and now they're ultra poor the next there, there's so many agendas they're accomplishing with this so let's go ahead and, and uh, look at this particular video
tropics, floods and hurricanes. They were talking about climate change yesterday, and now we're learning that scientists and researchers are looking at how to change the weather on purpose. That's right. Lasers now could one day manipulate rain and... Now that's on mainstream news. The Boeing Airborne Laser. Uh, from the military news, it's about uh, aircraft laser-borne weaponry of Boeing YAL-1. This is from military news. And a lot of these, some of these links I'm giving you are straight from the military, openly admitting they have this technology and they are using it. Okay, so again, you've been warned from a Kabbalistic principle which is part of the whole Illuminati thing. They feel like they, 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 part of their religious practices. You have to warn your enemy of their impending doom. You have to give them a heads up of what is being done to them before it's being done to them. And they've done that. And look for the blue flashes, folks. That's what we saw in the skies. Those are the lasers being used that they're pulsing the electromagnetic fields of plasmic energy uh, that they excite with the winds in order to direct the direct field. See the blue? These are caused by these laser beams. And we'll get into the whole thing about lasers and when they're created here in a little bit. They're showing one of these planes that have these lasers on them. It's on the nose cone itself, flying in the air. This is from the government, the Boeing Airborne Laser. There were multiple, multiple sightings by people that have posted on social media that they saw these laser flashes when these fires were going down, and particularly at night because they would be more visible at night. Okay, so... This is what we're seeing was the source of how, how could you have houses being burned into their own footprint and the trees around them untouched. These weren't, this wasn't a wildfire. This was predetermined, premeditated mass murder and mass destruction on a scale I really haven't seen. And it was very, very selective where some addresses were left untouched and yet other ones were totally burned into the footprint and all the surrounding trees were left untouched. It's the most flagrant thing I've ever seen the New World Order do in all my years of, of um, modern day at least, modern day, in all my years of, of doing this since 2006. This is the most flagrant thing I've ever seen them do in your face. Look at the blue, folks. That's what many, many comments, and I saw it as well, we saw blue sparks or flashes in the sky. And that's what they were, is these little blue beams of laser energy right there. See it? That's what we saw. So this is pretty positive that this was a laser-directed, directed energy weapons used on the uh, Northern Cal fires here. Um, but here's some and before and after. He's showing a picture of the actual plane in the air in, in these lasers in action. Uh, this is in the coffee district here, which we're talking about, that got attacked. Um, notice they're completely obliterated. Um, He's showing before and after pictures of the coffee neighborhood. And, and even, in this, in, even in this neighborhood, that is literally, there's no even forest around it. Okay, But there are some trees in the yards of these, these homes that were literally burned into their own footprint. And even in that environment, where... The fire had to be raging all around the trees. A lot of the trees are perfect. It's unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. And here's the area of the map, the sections where the fires first started. And this uh, evacuator area is a Tuesday afternoon is what we're going to get into here. And again, these are these outlying areas of, of Napa, Sonoma, Calistoga, Santa Rosa, 
and these outlining areas where they would want to move people out of these 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 are going to be these uninhabitable red corridors that like the UN map that I had talked about earlier where there will be no human activity permitted and they were trying to get people out of there now and they're beta testing how well they can accomplish this through these nefarious evil malevolent technologies that they're using in a minute all right, so this is uh, Santa Rosa in the area. This is pictures uh, similar to the ones I took the other day in the coffee district area. Again, you can see the ridge fires coming up. Take a look at this, folks. See the stain, a stone block wall? It's all gone, folks. The heat had to be enough to melt the wall. Well, I don't, were I don't know if the heat melted the wall or whether it just ca it probably just caved in, but, the I mean... It just, it makes no sense. He's showing these before and after pictures. And I mean, yes, the heat had to be just unbelievable. And so much of the stuff around this house, even like down to the patio furniture, looks like untouched. Yet the heat that had to melt that house in that specific area was enough to basically almost melt it into its own footprint. And this is one of the, the houses that is least damaged. Most of the ruins that you see, there's nothing standing above like knee level. This one at least has a wall that's basically partially intact and some columns that are intact. So this is one of the lesser damaged structures compar comparatively. Melted. Wrought iron steel melted. No glass. 2,600 degrees to melt glass. No glass. Look at the stone walls. Imagine how hot the heat had to be. Yeah, I mean, he's doing really good before and after pictures here. Just right away. There was no buildup of the fires that happened right away. These things were torched. Right. Well, what would that tell you? When you're using a laser, one of these lasers that, that can, you know, ramp up to like 3,600 degrees or whatever we're going to get into, that is how you can have an instantaneous fire that burns a very specific area, and then that area just burns into its own footprint, and then it goes out. That's what was going on. It wasn't even spreading to the surrounding trees. And let's look at some melting temperatures. Uh, metal, aluminum, 1,220 degrees Fahrenheit, 660 degrees Celsius. Uh, wrought iron, 1,482 to 1,593 Celsius, 2,700 to 2,900 degrees. Steel, carbon, 2,600 around the same way. It's 2,800 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, what is the um, melting of point of glass? Glass melts at between 2,600 and 2,800 degrees Fahrenheit, and you don't see, I didn't see any glass at all in any of the cars, any of the homes. There was no glass at all, completely obliterated. So that means the temperature of the fires immediately, this fire was immediate. There was no firestorm that was nope. created. It happened immediate. was over 2,600 degrees. It, it couldn't have been because... The, the surrounding areas were untouched. So you couldn't give the excuse, well, yes, it was a fire, a, 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 I mean, this is so, I don't, I just, I, to this, I don't understand they, they were able to pull this off without massive amounts of rioting or whatever. This was instantaneous out of nowhere. These fires didn't come over a ridge and slowly work their way down to these, these houses. The surrounding areas were untouched. For this, from the pictures that I saw. So it literally, they were being zapped by these lasers one after another, after another, after another, 
from these planes with these specially mounted lasers and there were probably multiple planes in the skies doing this and they were just literally targeting these these houses and nothing else how about metal uh, tires we saw the rims and there's no rubber at all on any of the tires the rubbers were completely gone well here it says in sciencing if you put a rubber tire in a furnace even a hot one it won't melt the tires are vulcanized, which means they're through a process that combines the rubber molecules with carbon and other elements to prevent them from oxidizing or burning. It's why hot rodders can burn rubber without setting anything on fire. And the fires are said to merge. They're bringing people down, firemen from um, Idaho, Washington, Oregon. They're planning it to merge and continue on. Uh, this is a picture from down the road. There's a Hilton Hotel, or what was the Hilton Hotel? and the Fountain Grove Inn right below it, which was, but look at the steel. Look at the steel melted and twisted, folks. That means the temperatures was above 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, let me tell you something, too, about this steel that he's describing. I'm looking at the before and after picture of this exact photo, and the steel that they're in reference to is steel that's like lights on the side of the road, traffic lights and things. You have to understand, <laughs> there's nothing there that could generate the heat it's a light on a sidewalk with no trees around it and only some green grass there's nothing even around it for another 50 feet in any direction what could what could burn that there's no there's no source of ignition that could melt steel like that it's not even like you could say well there was a whole bunch of wood there that created the heat there was nothing there how do you melt steel? And yet, there's there's trees that are till still standing around it. I'm just saying, I've never seen anything so flagrant, ever. It wasn't a firestorm because it happened right away. This was a beautiful barn from 1890s. I'm so sorry this burned down. It was a beautiful round barn. These counties declared state of emergency. All right, so let's get into directed energy weapons or DEW. They've had this technology for a very long time, folks. Um, they just don't tell us about it. Beginning of was the Allies and Axis conducted basic research and studies into primitive directed energy weapons before World War II. The Allies and the Axis were partners. British so before World War II, they were possessing this type of, of technology. Scientists calculated electronic systems of the time could not generate the power necessary for a death ray. That's not true. Nikola Tesla had the death ray already. That's what Tesla technology was developed in 1905 to 1910. During the Cold War, U.S.-Soviet <clears throat> Union together studied the possibility of creating particle beam weapons which fire streams electrons, protons, neutrons, and even neutral hydrogen atoms. The kinetic energy imparted by a particle beam stream destroys the target by heating the target's atoms to the point that the material literally explodes. Now, if there's aluminum from chemtrails on the ground in the soil and the trees and what, there's your combustion. These weapons were considered for both land and space-based systems because beam strength degrades rapidly as part... So that's a whole other uh, aspect of chemtrails that I w was totally clueless about up until when he just said that. So they could be using these these elements that they've been spraying for decades now, like the aluminum, like the barium, like the ethylene dibromide, that they've been spraying and saturating the soils with, 
to destroy the earth, essentially, but they could also be using them as a combustion um, medium for when they use these directed weapons, the ground's already saturated, or the houses are already saturated with them, and they could ignite them as a combustion fuel source. So that's a whole other aspect of chemtrails probably none of us were even aware of. Particles react with the atoms in the atmosphere. It requires an enormous power plant to generate a weapons-grade beam. How about a trillion watts of power focused, as uh, Michu Kaku was saying on Today's show a couple weeks ago. So the theoretical underpinnings was Albert Einstein, 1917, folks. Promising laser devices is the free electron laser uses rings of magnetically confined electrons whirling at the speed of light to produce laser beams that can be tuned up and down the electromagnetic spe spectrum from microwaves to ultraviolet energy. They produce continuous beams or short, intense pulses of light in every spectrum from infrared to ultraviolet. And we all saw blue lights around here. There was blue, as you'll see in the uh, United States Air Force laser test. They have blue circles, and that's what we saw. When a laser beam strikes a tire target, the energy from the photons in the beam heats the target to the point of combustion or melting, and it travels at the speed of light. They're well-suited for use against moving targets, blah, blah, blah. Um, the number of shots a laser weapon can produce is only limited by its power supply. Depending on the laser, that means that weapons can have an almost endless magazine of laser bursts. So the electric electrolaser is a type of electroshock weapon that is also a directed energy weapon. It uses lasers to form an electroconductive laser-induced plasma channel. A fraction of a second later, a powerful electronic current is sent down this plasma channel and delivered to the target Functioning overall as a large-scale, high-energy, long-distance version of a taser electric shotgun. The current is fed into the plasma channel created by the laser beam. The laser beam rapidly heats and ionizes surrounding gases to form plasma. The plasma forms an electrically conductive plasma channel. So the ether, or aether, the air, is electromagnetism. By exciting the air, exciting the ions, it creates the plasma fields, and then the circulating winds excite the atoms and the molecules to create the conductive atmosphere for the laser to be fired. This is what they did. Because a laser-induced plasma channel relies on ionization, gas must exist between the electrolaser weapon and its target. If a laser beam is intense enough, its EM, EMF field, electromagnetic field, is strong enough to rip electrons off air molecules or whatever gas happens to be in, in between them, creating plasma similar to lightning. The rapid heating also creates a sonic boom, but they don't have to have a sonic boom, but people did hear explosions. So, uh, As electrolasers and natural lighting both use plasma channels to conduct electronic current, electrolaser can set up light-induced plasma channels for such. Direct atmospheric uh, lighting to terrestrial collection stations for the purpose of electric power generation. This is what I did a piece on about the uh, lasers being used with solar with panels in the sky down to conductive uh, solar panel fields in the desert for space-based energy. As a weapon to make a thunderhead deliver a precise lightning strike into a target from an aircraft, the aircraft and laser can be compared to a triggered spark gap. In a relatively minor amount of initial output from the laser allows a large amount of energy to flow between the cloud and the ground. Got it? Manufactured, directed energy weapons used for weather war terrorism. So, so okay, there you, you kind of 
get an idea of how this is all working. And there's so many videos up there now on eyewitness accounts of seeing these lasers and things of this nature. I'm going to go ahead and play this one video here. It's, in, it's entitled, Visible Proof Lasers Used in the 9-11 uh, California Fires. Three separate recordings of DEW lasers used in California fires now proof positive. Santa Rosa. Oh, fuck. Sorry. Yeah, there's hella fucking cars over there, dude. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't know that there was cussing there. Um, sorry about that. to mute this but basically you're seeing a a laser come down yeah you're seeing a laser come down and um laser lights which people are reporting we've got over we've got hey folks welcome to another video from plaintruth.info yeah. here's more proof positive blue laser lights which people are reporting you can clearly see it hitting the ground. It's right in front of you. I mean, you can cl clearly see it hitting the ground in this in this video. We've got now at least three uh, separate cell phone smart cameras uh, identifying blue lasers on video. One from a helicopter and two from uh, uh, handheld cameras, as you can see right they, here. And they slow it down. This they even stop positive. it. You can see it. We're going to take this to the fire departments. We're meeting with fire people oh. now. They know well, something You're not going to get any satisfaction from those guys. All the directed energy comments, and they want to learn more, so we're taking this to them. You can take this video as well. We also have the Santa Rosa Planning Department papers back from 2016. The exact roadmap where the fires hit in the uh, Santa Rosa. I mean, you're seeing this thing hit the ground and literally explode and this is how they were doing it. it's just they were much more um they were much easier to see at night you know obviously than during the day this area matched the planning rezoning for agenda 21 stack them and pack them green design walking no fireplaces kind of uh, communities with density uh, increases over 100% planned on October 7th, two days before the fires. We have uh, city council members and now the Sonoma Media Design Group, or uh, Sonoma Media uh, Group and the Sonoma Design Group. The Sonoma Design Group is the uh, laser weapon companies, organizations, and the Sonoma Media uh, Investments will... They're showing a literal plane. It's, it's, it must be some military documentary. Laser weapons have huge advantages for the... U for the military and they're showing these planes in the sky using these lasers to literally target things on the ground and you can see the laser coming from the plane i mean it's it's they've got these things they're using them and it's right in our face now get into that on the newspapers around here with uh, democratic lobbyist connections and uh, all sorts of nefarious types involved so we'll get into that in the next video but i want to get this laser out folks this is the, what's the smoking gun the smoking laser here it is right here so proof uh, positive wow. let's spread the word get it around that's another and, one they're um, showing let's stop this madness by it's a education. huge laser beam First coming down right around where all the fires are education so please share thank you Top story, Santa Barbara. 10,000 acres of wooded residential land were scorched in an instant when a laser cannon aboard the Strategic Defense Peace Platform misfired today during routine startup tests. Casey? Yes, it was a day of mourning for the families of 113 people. So evidently this is from 1987? 
they were openly admitting to this in 1987 on a news report? Known dead at this hour. Among them, two former United States presidents who had retired in the Santa Barbara area. A day of mourning for a country. So I've been collecting comments from people, from readers, putting... Oh, now, hold on, evidently that was maybe part of a movie or something. But still, they're openly admitting that they've got this technology. ...and what they saw in the area and documenting it. And we'll be presenting this to the uh, fire departments and appropriate agencies. But let me just show you this list. And I just highlighted the word blue. And you can see all the blue flashes, blue laser light, really bright, bright blue, as you'll see in a minute from this Take a Walk. He actually filmed the flashes, and we have other people doing the same. But here, blue flashes, blue lasers. Now these are all first-hand accounts of people from the area basically saying they saw blue flashes, um, blue lasers. You know, They're just giving their testimonies about what they saw that night, and it's a whole bunch of different people basically saying the same thing. Uh, nothing I've ever seen before. Um, and it goes down. In, in Potter Valley, I saw blue streaks like flares. Uh, I live in Santa Rosa, west of 3rd, and I saw blue light. Uh, I live in Santa Rosa, Indian Valley, I saw blue lightning. Um, and it continues on. I have pages and pages of this, folks. And Sue Nami says, uh, sacrifice all right. My cousin in Miami saw the blue lights coming down from the sky as well, right in the thick of it. I was speaking with her when she saw them. Um, Firefighters say that when you explained about the aluminum from Chemtrail. So this was posted the day after the fire, supercharged by powerful winds, whipped through Napa, Sonoma, and Mendocino, killing at least 10 people. Uh, starting in the middle of the night, hopscotched across neighborhoods, raced across fields, jumped freeways, gusts up to 70 miles an hour, walls of flames nearly 100 feet high, throwing embers ahead like hot fingers into strip malls and subdivisions. Surge, some many people who fled the surge had enough time to grab car keys, perhaps a pet, and not much more. All right, here's a chart from the San Francisco Chronicle of the wind. And you can see that there was no wind. I was here this day in the Santa Rosa area. We got evacuated twice. And all of a sudden, about 10 o'clock, the wind started swirling. But before that, in my comments, was there was no wind. The storm came out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden, it gusts up to 80 miles an hour. And then within two, three hours, it was completely back to normal again. Nothing normal. So, again, here we have just yet one more aspect where they were controlling wind velocities as well. Because they can control all aspects of the weather. These were the wind conditions east of Santa Rosa, elevation 2,000 feet in that area. And it, and it shows this graph from noon to midnight back to midnight on these Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And in the... In the time in the specific time at night when these fires were occurring the worst and they and i think they were doing this at night because it was under the cover of darkness and you can get away with more in darkness the wind speeds literally went from five miles per hour uh before noon on sunday to 80 miles per hour by midnight okay it was a gigantically massive spike in wind speeds which would also make the um the fires, obviously, we get the more wind, the more oxygen you have, which if they're going to use these directed energy weapons and they want maximum burn, well, you want to make sure that you've got a lot of wind because you're going to get a lot of oxygen into the structures and they're going to burn very quickly, okay? Because more wind equals more burn. And this is exactly what you're seeing. And then all of a sudden, the winds literally drop back to five miles per hour um, by, like, the next morning. Okay, 
And it's this massive spike out of nowhere. So that's just yet one more aspect to this wickedness. Let's take a look again at the Madeira fire last year caught in Portugal. And look at the vortex, folks. Look at the spinning winds that create the vortex energy to create the kinetic energy for the plasma weapon beam to focus its energy, directed energy, electromagnetic pulsing energy. But look at the vortex. Look at the swirling winds, which everybody here felt and everybody here commented about. And at night, they turn into blue flashes. That's what we all saw. This was genocide. This was murder. This was an attack on U.S. soil. We need to wake up, folks. We need to wake up right now. And here we see the comments from uh, Take a Walk talking about the, the blue flashes uh, that they recorded on their camera here, which will be coming up here in a second. But again, these are, I mean, these are all testimonials. If you're watching this, you can stop and read the whole testimonial. They're going into detail of what they're seeing these nights. And I mean, it's not, they're, we're not making this stuff up. I mean, this is stuff that, you know, obviously there were thousands of witnesses of this. And, and, um, these are just some of the testimonials out there. This was coming from above. These were directed energy weapons. They were torching and uh, uh, murdering people in their homes, fried in their homes. The body count, <clears throat> we will not know the true body count ever. They will never give it to us. But there's many, many people that perished in their homes. Uh, just like in the Hurricane Harvey, the floods came in the middle of the night. Both started about 1, 2 a.m. They yep. didn't have a chance. They hit so you when you're most vulnerable. So here, take a walk as the moon, and you'll see the blue, the flash. There it is. See the flash? Wow. There it was. This is another cell phone recorded as well. There's another beam right there. Wow. I mean, he's just showing one after another. These beams coming out of the dark, dead dark of night, hitting the ground. I mean, recorded from multiple different, like, cell phones and things of this nature. And it's so much proof at this point. The cell phone recorded. Prima facie evidence, folks. Here it is. Trees. That is the craziest. Ever seen trees burn like this? Seen. Yeah, this tree was one of the main things you saw. It's literally a tree that's hollow. Looks hollowed out in the center, and the bark seems untouched, but it's literally burning from the inside out. It's like a big glowing ember in the middle of the tree. It's like the the core of the tree is burning, and the outside of the tree is is really untouched. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But it has to do with this technology um, of what ignites and what doesn't ignite. And, and, and it's so crazy. Um, and to dozens of firefighters I spoke with, none had ever seen anything like these firestorms or like these trees that were burning. And if you haven't seen a picture of this tree, you might want to watch this video. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. It's like a honeycomb. You can kind of see into the tree, and it's like an inferno in the middle of the tree, and the outside of the bark is... is is um for the most part intact it's hollowed out the tree on the inside not on the outside the fire and how do trees burn from the inside and, and not on straight the outside. up the middle of a tree it had to be directed energy weapons folks that the, he pulled over the, these were right on the side of the road he found this hollow tree on schnellville california and he's showing it i mean it's a big tree it, it that is the core i mean it's all the way down to where it goes into the ground like it's it's burning in the center of the tree it, what could do that i mean it has to be some type of advanced energy weapon 
I mean, if, if this was a wildfire and it was spreading, why are the green leaves still on this tree and the bark intact, but the only thing burning is the inside of the tree? It makes no sense whatsoever. It is purely some satanic, evil, directed energy weapon that they're using on these things. It makes no sense. There's green leaves everywhere. Porch the place with thousands and thousands of degrees I never see anything like it. Certain areas, certain people. It's literally surreal homes, looking. Certain businesses. Agenda 21, weather war terrorism. It doesn't even look I real. Not. It looks insane. How's it? So, we have that. I wish I could report on happier things, but unfortunately, this is what we're looking at here. Now, I was trying to find this Deborah Tavares interview, but I don't know if it's been posted yet, but it was part two of the first interview we heard from the gentleman that was in the last interview. Um, and it, he was going to cover, Deborah Tavares was going to cover the logging company's efforts to provide massive fuel for West Coast forest fires using, it's called the hack and squirt technique, destroying methods of the Fisher Brothers of Levi Strauss Jeans Company and Gap Stores. Evidently, they're the ones that, I don't know, maybe have the patents on this stuff. This is all part of Agenda 21. Now, I looked this up, and here's another thing, and I've mentioned this before in previous videos about what they've been doing in California, how they've been going and killing, like, indigenous oak trees or certain kinds of trees out in the wilderness because they're like they're big bullies these trees and they're not allowing like the conifers to grow like they should so the oak trees have to all be killed and what they were doing is they were they were using these techniques and i think there's a couple different ones one of them was where you go around the tree and you cut the bark all the way around and, and it kills the tree and then there's another one that there's literal videos online you can go see this they're doing this in like national parks and stuff it's called this hack and squirt where they literally take a hatchet and it shows a guy park ranger doing this and he, he chops into the he, he chops down at like about a no oh, i don't know just say for argument it's like a 45 degree angle into into the wood down and then he takes this really really nasty toxic herbicide pesticide or no herbicide and and puts and squirts this stuff down into where he just made this um this 45 degree cut downward into the bark and then he basically squirts it down in there so it, it literally has no choice but to go into the tree and then i think he even pushes the bark up and that's it the tree is good as dead it's as good as dead now, I guess it depends on if, as far as maybe you have to do it more if it's a larger tree, but the tree he was doing it on, it's good as dead. And they said, well, we're doing it because we're trying to create more um, forest space because the canopy's not allowing the uh, stuff beneath it to grow, so the animals are suffering and all stuff. I'm like, you know, the animals have been thriving there for thousands of years. I think they've got it figured out. I think, the, I think God knew what he was doing when he had forests and things of this nature. And I don't think we need to go and interfere and put this garbage into these trees and kill these trees what it's doing though is in one year he came he came back to an area and he showed and this was in oklahoma where they were doing it i believe and he showed that yeah this was an area we did it in last year you can see all the dead trees here and how there's so much more canopy space now because all the leaves have fallen off the trees are still standing but the but they're dead trees what does that provide 
a massive amount of fuel because a dead tree is going to burn 10 times better than a green tree that has sap moving through it and has a lot more moisture in the tree itself. But the dead trees are like kindling there waiting to be burned. That's another reason they're doing it. Because then they, they, they do provide a massive amount for these forest fires and for the whole Agenda 21 agenda. Um, here is a, here's one where you can literally watch a U.S. military documentary on directed energy weapons used to start California fires. It's a whole military documentary. I'm not going to play it. If you want to watch it, you can. It's right there. They're openly admitting that they have this, this technology. They're not trying to hide it at all. Um, then we have this one. Um, California buildings burn, trees untouched. Officials ask about directed energy weapons. Drone footage over Santa Rosa and Northern California shows that only houses and cars burned, while trees next to it are not. These are multiple videos from different sources. With the, with the advent of drones now, there's a lot more information. But how do the trees stay with the fire being so intense it melts the cars? How do the trees not get burned if there's a fire? A lot of the trees did. Yeah, and again, how is that possible? He's, he's at the site of one of these homes that is literally burned down to its foundation. The only thing left standing is the chimney. And you can see trees that are around it that are intact. Now, some of them get burned up because they're, they are so close to these fires that are, you know, these unbelievable amount of you know fahrenheit degrees enough to melt steel that some of the trees do get burned up but for the most part if you look at these things from aerial footages the trees are untouched i mean you would think that they wouldn't want to be that flagrant that they would try to torch the trees as well to at least make it more plausible i mean they're making my job so easy it's not even funny but it's almost like they're doing it just to throw it in your face and say you know here's what we did do something about it you know what I mean? Like, they're so flagrant. And it's just unbelievable. But here, I mean, look at right there. There's trees still have, 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 have bushes on them and stuff, but it was burned down to the chimneys. Yeah. This thing, this thing. I mean, to melt metal is 3,000 degrees to melt cars. I mean, look at this car. The rim's all the way down. I mean, this was torched. Yep. That's what I'm saying. They've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> this is unbelievable here. Santa Rosa Fire McDonald's. Here's a drone. The guy had a drone. It's literally a McDonald's in a urban area. Okay, there, there's... This is like in the middle of a city. There's no forest around. Yes, there's some trees in the parking lot. Guess what? The trees are mostly untouched. The only trees that are touched were the ones closest enough to the McDonald's to actually get singed. And most of them still have the leaves on them. They're just brown. This McDonald's, though, out of nowhere, is literally burned into basically its own footprint. And it's in a big, gigantic parking lot with a Kohl's department store in the back that's totally untouched. Just the McDonald's. And the building next to it, which I think is another fast food place, is untouched. And all the trees around the area, I mean, it just gets more and more flagrant what they're doing. And this is drone footage. It is really good drone footage. Literally, there are little trees around the periphery of this McDonald's that are still green and living, and the McDonald's itself is totally burned into its own footprint. It is the most flagrant thing I've ever seen. Trees are untouched. Where did the fire come from? Oh, it just jumped from building to building and left the trees alone. It's literally in a huge parking lot, this McDonald's. 
And then there's another building right next to it that is totally untouched. Totally. This had to be some type of directed energy weapon. Now there's another building, another, um, I think, fast food place next to McDonald's, and it is burned into its own footprint. And it also has trees that are near it that are basically unharmed. This is such good footage because it's a drone footage and he's, you're getting 360 degrees. You're seeing all the trees untouched. You're seeing the Kohl's department store totally untouched. And you're seeing one building totally untouched next to another that is totally burned into its own foot. Here's an Arby's right in the same plaza, totally burned into its own footprint. And literally, there's a green tree at the edge of the, uh, the Arby's that is literally basically untouched. It's as green, and the, and the Arby's itself is burned right into its footprint. And you're literally looking at it over uh, overhead. I mean, I'm talking really good camera quality here from a drone. And it's an Arby's. I mean, the, the one sign um, is still intact. But everything else is burned right into its own footprint. It's, it's just unbelievable. I've never never seen anything this flagrant so i'm going to fast forward a little bit here it's building after building like that you've got a gas station the gas station is totally burned and but yet the gas pumps are totally untouched then you've got the a building looks like uh another one totally burned into its own footprint in the same parking lot the trees around it are basically all untouched it's i mean there's literally little shrubs on the edge of this building. They're green and they're untouched. And yet the building melted. I mean, it looks like the metal on the building just melted. Most in-your-face, satanic. Satan is just laughing and just shaking his fist at God is basically the way this looks to me. It's Santa Rosa Kmart building, same thing. Evidently, it's burned right into its own footprint. All these buildings around it are untouched, and the trees around it are untouched. They're, they're, it's almost like they flagrantly went and did this on purpose and made it as flagrant as possible to see if there would be any people that would be screaming about this. Thank God these videos are up there. I tell you, man, it's a whole other level of evil going on in California. I... I this is just incomprehensible. Then it shows whole neighborhoods they're going over and every single house is burned to its own footprint. And like I said, the trees around them, a lot of them are totally intact. The problem is, is the trees were so close to the houses that some of them are burned up. I'm talking houses that were really close to one another. But no, most of the trees are still intact. Yeah, just the houses. It didn't touch the trees, most of them. And we're talking houses that look like they're within feet of one another. Neighborhood after neighborhood after neighborhood. Green trees with houses burned into their footprint. Hundreds and hundreds of houses. And then you have a railroad track. And on the other side of the railroad track, none of the houses are touched. I mean, this is one of the most satanic things I've ever, ever reported on in my life. Can, can I ask you a question about some of the technology that you're This is them, them interviewing Donald Rumsfeld and this General Myers back in 2003 about these directed energy weapons. 
and they're basically admitting they have them, but they're in the infancy stages, and we don't really know anything. I'm not even going to play this, but directed energy or or high powered. That's a general. But sure. Yes, we will continue to do. Yeah, they're fork tongue lying devils. Here's a history channel. Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory, 50 miles east of San Francisco, California. Oh, 50 miles east of San Francisco. This is basically the same area all of this stuff's happening in. Basically the same area, this Lawrence Livermore Laboratory. And they're the ones developing all of these really advanced directed energy weapons. Huh, I guess they're wanting to really test it out all in their backyard. This is one of the premier weapons research facilities in the U.S. Over the past 50 years, scientists here have developed some of the most lethal weapons known to man. From the Atlas Titan intercontinental ballistic missile to the Tomahawk cruise missile. But today, inside a special division of the lab known as the National Ignition Facility, scientists are developing one of the most challenging experimental systems ever created. The world's most powerful laser. Scientists have been working on this top secret project since 1974. The goal, create a laser that produces energy levels that rival the power of a nuclear bomb. When fired, this laser is capable of unleashing the power of the sun. Enough energy to light up every home in the U.S. or wipe out mankind. <laughs> so they're already admitting they have lasers that can do this. And they've already admitted in the military documentaries that they're mounting them on planes. They're showing you the planes flying in the air. They're showing you where the laser's at in the nose cone. And they're showing it projecting the lasers down to the surface of the earth. And that's what they're using to do this. It's a whole other level of wickedness and evil that I really wasn't even aware of. And again, I present these things to you so that we can pray about them. Just like I encourage people to pray against the chemtrails and things of this nature. Uh, be, because God can intervene. God can intervene, but, you know, my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. If you don't know about this, well, then it's hard to know what to pray for. How did they create a laser with such devastating force? By assembling an array of 192 lasers and aiming them at a single hydrogen pellet the size of a BB. What we can do is focus this very high energy into a very small spot for a very short time. And when that happens, we get the conditions that are very much like inside our sun. These 192 lasers are linked together by a twisting jungle of tubes that snake through this mammoth 10-story structure, which is the length of three football fields. These gray tubes right over my head here are the beam tubes which contain the laser beams. You can see there are pairs of these beam tubes. In each one of these tubes, there are laser beams stacked four high. So in each pair of beam tubes, there are eight laser beams. The plan is to fire all 192 laser beams at once. Each beam starts out low powered, about the size of what's inside your DVD player. But as they pass through the complex maze of tubes, they merge into one super beam. Now, obviously, what they're using on the planes is a scaled-down version of this. Okay, this is like if you want to like destroy a planet or something, or this ultimate death ray to take out whole nations. Okay, I mean, I'm sure they're <laughs> they're going to use it for good purposes here. But 
this what we're what we're seeing going on in California is a scaled down version of this technology. The superbeam fires 500 terawatts of power in two billionths of a second, roughly 500 times the entire peak power output of the United States. <clears throat> when that light strikes the hydrogen pellet, it cooks it to over 800 million degrees, creating nuclear fusion and unleashing more energy than our sun. Harness this energy, and our dependency on fossil fuels could end forever. Oh, please. When these like we don't already have all these free energy things that they've suppressed over the years, and cars that could run off water, and all the inventors of these things have either been bought off or killed. It's seen it over and over again. They don't want that technology to get out because it would it would number one they want us to be in bondage to them. They want us to have to use the fossil fuels and the gas and all these types of things in order to survive. They want us to be totally dependent upon them. Okay, they've suppressed all of these things and they've killed the inventors for the most part that have made these things. Lasers go online in 2010. Are we looking at the dawn of a new age in energy? Or are we looking at something else? A preview of the incomprehensible power that man could wield to fight the wars of the future. An effective laser weapon for use on the battlefield needs only a fraction of this power to destroy fighter jets, shoot down nuclear missiles, wipe out entire armies. Tomorrow's battles would look like a scene out of Star Wars. Powerful lasers on Earth beamed off of satellites in space to wipe out an enemy thousands of miles away. If you have a powerful enough laser, and a few properly positioned targeting satellites in orbit to reflect the beam, then you could fire a laser here in North America and deliver its energy to any spot on the surface of the Earth. It's not inconceivable that someday we will actually be able to produce that sort of death ray. Here's some testimonies. Uh of of that time period when the wildfires were happening sally pringle this is a facebook um she said jason an acquaintance of mine told me he was driving north on 101 through petaluma on sunday evening at about 10 30 p.m noticed a green ball of light racing through the sky to the northeast the green ball racing through the sky at rocket speed began to turn to red fireball as it continued on then the red fireball decimated and disappeared into the night skyway the when Jason arrived at his destination, his friends asked him if he had seen the big fireball in the sky. Another lady, Missy Rodriguez, it's scary not knowing what the cause of these fires could be. Last night around 7 to 8 p.m. I was driving home from Yucca, probably in the Redwood Valley area, when I saw something falling from the sky. At first I figured, oh, it's a shooting star, but then the light kept going. It turned into a bright emerald green ball shooting downwards into the ground. From my perspective, it looked like it was landing on top of Willitus. It, I was scared to even continue the drive home, and my first thoughts were it was a huge meteor that I saw, but then I saw nothing else. I figured all was fine. I don't know if what I saw may have played a part in these fires, but it sure has me shaken to the core. I pray for everyone that is affected. Stay safe, everyone. I love you all. Um, so those are a couple different testimonies of firsthand people. There's so many. People saw different things, but, you know, it's all evil. And here they're showing another picture of literally 
one side of the street, the houses I'm talking just burned into the foundation. The cars out in front melted to the foundation. And literally the houses on the street right across the road, totally intact, totally unharmed. Okay? And you have to figure how hot did these houses have to get to burn them into the foundation. I mean, I am talking, it is pure ash. And only these laser energy directed weapons could probably generate that type of heat to cause that type of decimation. And literally, the one tree that they're showing on the side of the road where the houses were decimated, it is, for the most part, totally green and intact. I don't know how on God's green earth they pulled that off, but the trees are almost invariably unaffected or if if anything just affected by the heat coming from the house but the the trees survived and on the other side of the road all the houses are perfect and all the trees are perfect on the other side of the road i mean unbelievable more pictures well you want okay and here's the pictures of the cars i told you about where literally you're seeing these cars that are in front of the houses and literally it looks like you know how mercury looks like quicksilver when it's in its liquid form there is metal melting i have never seen metal melt off a car and go like like this is on obviously there was some type of little um slant downward where the metal flowed down the driveway and it's like liquid molten mercury coming down the driveway from this particular suv and that's i've never seen it before here's another one big pools of molten metal the rims melting unbelievable you got to see these pictures i mean the molten metal off these cars is unbelievable never seen this before it's like mercury the rims melting on the cars. i, I mean i've never seen anything like it. it it's just i know i keep saying that but it's just when when it's the first i mean i thought i had seen a lot of evil stuff man I've been doing this a long time, and, and this uh, this is about tops the the list of anything I've ever seen as far as just in your face. Um, here's a report. Deborah Tavares did evacuate because she was Deborah Tavares was in this region. Now I've played many clips from Deborah Tavares, and if you want to know who that is, just key in T A V A R E S in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. She's probably one of the premier. She is the premier researcher in California on all of the stuff that i've been talking about she didn't do a lot on the orville dam i i don't know um that was the one subject i had i didn't hear say a lot about but just so many of the different agenda 21 things going on in california she's been pretty much at the top of the food chain for a long time she's she's very articulate does a lot of really good interviews she's not a christian but she's really in the know when it comes to this stuff and if you want to know more about that, just key that in at contendingfortruth.com. You'll, you'll hear the interviews she's done. But Deborah Tavares lived in these exact areas where this was going on. She did evacuate. FEMA and FBI ordered people out of their homes. And FEMA won't let people return. So here's a whole other different perspective on things going on there. Hi, everybody. It's October 17, 2017. 
I want to thank my subscriber for leaving this link, the link to this radio program, where they're talking about Deborah Tavares. It seems like a very interesting radio program. I've never heard of it. Freedom Scream with Eric, the Freedom Screamer Jones. This is the October 11 broadcast or podcast. Uh, Laurie Anderson is discussing Mastering the Human Domain, which by definition is the human domain in the totality of the physical, cultural, and social environments that influence human behavior to the extent that success of any military operation or campaign depends, and they are Mastering the Human Domain right here in the United States with Americans. Deborah Tavares is alive. She does live in Sonoma County or that area. She was evacuated. Listen to what they have to say. I can't do it because we got Lori on, on the line. We got Lori, we got Gary, we got Chris. Chris, what were you just telling us that uh, Chris is some interesting, very, it sounds to me like some really important information to relay from Deborah Tavares, who does excellent work in the, uh, especially in the field of the smart meter research and the electronic grid, as well as the government testing, uh, the, the, the legalized guinea pig testing that the U.S. military and the scientific and medical establishment uh, do on, on, on their own people here in this country. So anyway, Deborah Tavares is very reliable. Chris, what did she have to say to you now? Uh, break this down for us. All right. She sent me emails. If I was more tech-savvy, I would figure out how to do it to you. Maybe you could teach me at the call or something like that. Of actual FEMA FBI agents marching through their community, armed with long rifles and handguns, forcing people from their homes. She was packing up her family and from their home, and they were supposed to be in the Red Firewatch zone and being evacuated. Now, okay. they call that they've been under a weather war assault there for many years, multiple passes of chemical sprayings in the area, aerial sprayings, solar radiation management, as they call it, which has nothing to do with uh, reflecting the sun. It has to do with poisoning the aquifers, the land, and the plants, and killing everything in sight. In fact, you can see quite a few dead trees in the pictures that she sold me, uh, sent me. And what they're doing is they're forcing people out of their homes. They're claiming they won't be able to be allowed back until FEMA can ensure that you've had the infrastructure restored, have power, water, and communications and things stored back in their homes. Doing Great, that can take years. They absolutely. The same thing they did in Katrina. When Craig Fugate, the communist for the Department of Homeland Security, uh, forced people from their homes, then had the Communist Corps of Engineers go into so-called abate their homes to protect them from hypothetical dangers that may occur irrespective of any valuables, metals, coin collections, or other family mementos that might have been retrievable, even old tools they might have wanted to save because of their collectability and valuability. Even pictures can be dried out and reclaimed from that sort of stuff. But he claimed it was too dangerous to go back, so they were going to have to bulldoze everything. Uh-oh. So you see what they're doing here? They're basically saying that, um, no, you can't go back into your house. If you were told to evacuate, it's like, no, you got to go now because we're, we're getting ready to use this directed energy beam on your house and you'll never be able to go back because it's supposedly toxic. And 
we we um, are going to vaporize your house and you can't take anything with you because we want to make sure that you are as poor as possible when you leave this scenario because we're going to take all the insurance money that's going to come from this burning and we're going to plow it back into raising the property to basically digging up your foundation. You're going to have to pay all that to us and you are going to be totally broke and we're not going to let you take anything out of your house to boot. They were doing it all and they were doing it all on purpose. I mean, if this doesn't make your blood boil, I don't know what will. Huh. Chris, are you getting beamed up to uh, Planet Pleiades or what's going on over there? I don't know what's happening. It's real strange. I've never heard it before. <laughs> he's getting these weird things happening on his phone as he's doing this interview, which was probably, you know, no accident. Well, and I always check with Mike on the board just to make sure, it's, you know, if it's an explainable, you know, glitch, we, 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 we give it, you know, we explain it. But, boy, we've had a lot of dropped calls, interrupted broadcast. Eric, the Freedom Screamer, giving his call dumped. Right when he's pushing the, the exact buttons that they don't want pushed, and Chris as well. So uh, bear with us on this on the background. Piece. What are you catching? But uh, you catching so, all you know, what, what, you Chris, hold on a second. <laughs> I want to back up a little. What where what exactly? What jurisdiction? What part of the country was this? And was this in California that Deborah was being that she witnessed people being forced from their homes by the three uh, letter agencies? But good thing we have the yeah, FBI keeping everybody safe and throwing the them out of their home. Yep. She lives up in the Sonoma Wine Country area of California. I think she mentioned specifically the Palos Vegas area. That was so this is what Deborah Tavares witnessed with her own eyes. People being forced out of their own homes by these agencies, which should have nothing to do with something like this. And being told basically, probably on a moment's notice, you got to go now. You can't take anything with you. You got to leave it all there, knowing that they were going to vaporize these homes and knowing they were never going to let them come back to even dig through the rubble, even though they might own the home and the property. I'm telling you, I mean, it doesn't get much more evil. And those were the ones that I guess if you would consider fortunate because at least they weren't burned up in their own houses. The okay. resort area that's pretty nice that they were being forced out, many homes have been burned to the ground, destroyed, businesses destroyed with fire, and it's not without consideration that because Governor Moonbeam, Jerry Brown, the communist himself, who's wanted to uh, secede from the Union and become a part of the UN, would be precipitating this sort of activity. In fact, John was forecasting that he thought that there could be a good possibility that they were actually starting the fires, the government agents, BLM, they've been known to start fires, and like they were burning people out of their property, like they were trying to do the Bundys, and of course then when the Bundys tried to do fire control management, instead of backfire to keep their property from burning to the ground, they charged them with starting a fire. That's kind of what uh, some of that stuff uh, apart, not the Bundys, but the... Uh, Absolutely, well, it's well within the frame of reason that the government would light a fire to cause chaos and capitalize on it. Well, now we know we've we've just had over well over two hours of proving that all these were started by the the the, the deep state, the dark elements of our government through these directed energy laser weapons, and and maybe there's other technologies they were using as well. 
Deborah Tavares had talked about microwave weaponry that they could use to do the same. Who knows? Maybe it was a combination. The bottom line is the way these things burn with with the surrounding areas being totally untouched and the trees surrounding these houses being totally untouched and the way that the, the houses burn and the way that it literally melted cars, it was totally unnatural in any way where a natural wildfire would have actually started this. It had no earmarks, no resemblance of the way a natural wild, wildfire would have moved through an area. And um, so that's obviously, we've already proven that. You, you don't have to go far these days to wake people up and get through to people. There's very few people that would dispute that uh, very strong possibility that it's the three-letter well. agencies that create gas. Once again, i got to go back to my very close friend of mine who was tops in his class at the hostage rescue uh, uh, training, and they told him they're not going to need him because he placed too much of a high value on life. And they were looking for people in the hostage rescue unit who would be willing to get as many civilians killed as possible to justify the well, existence. And, and remember, Aaron, I don't want to steal Lori's thunder, but Jade Helm and owning the human domain and controlling the human domain and the total sphere of planetary operations, the global new world order. This is what FEMA, the drill of Jade Helm was about. And if you look at their maps, a lot of these same areas are the ones that are being attacked with weather war, fire war, these asymmetrical wars where they can use all forms of all forms of technocracy, whether it's fire, weather, they're having dry lightning strikes, that's Operation God Hope. There are satellite weaponized laser energy systems that can be used to participate volcanoes and seismic activity. The seismic activity is at least three different volcanoes that are active in the northern part of California. The seismicity up and down the northern California San Andreas Fault and the associated fault lines are very active. Yellowstone is also hyperactive. And they're talking about the. And again, they haven't even pulled that trigger yet. I mean, the whole Hayward Fault, the, the, all these faults that exist. In California, I mean, when they trigger that, and that's been locked and loaded, ready to go for years, those faults, the San Andreas and these types of things, can you imagine how much more, I mean, what if you have this stuff going on simultaneously? What if you have earthquakes and wildfires and, you know, who knows what else they could come up with there going on simultaneously, how they could use those things to, you know, kill people and to um redirect people to to live in these designated areas that the government deems safe and to take away all your liberties all your rights and all your possessions because that's a big part of this as you can see the insanity of dumping cold water to inject it inside the magnet which is hundreds of degrees hot which will naturally cause it to explode and start the eruption that they claim they're trying to suppress by allegedly cooling it off in their insane, uh, baseless theories of insanity. Right. And before we go back to Lori, I think it's important that we refer, maybe Mike on the board uh, can pull this up sometime in the next, you know, 20 or minutes or a half hour or whatever. Uh, the comments by Secretary of Defense, William Cohen, who specifically discussed uh, scalar weapons, tectonic weapons, uh, uh, weather weapons of mass destruction, that, of course, we wouldn't want to fall into the hands of the terrorists. I'm much more worried yeah. about falling into the hands of the U.S. government and military who's got it right now. They're the ones that I'm really worried about. And maybe Mike can pull well, that up uh, and, um, and fact, uh, we can hear from the horse's mouth. If you mouth. remember Deborah Chavaris' website, 
type stuff. The Time.net has a lot of these authentic original documents, such as owning a weather in 2025, uh, the Airflow, the uh, UN plan for total domination takeover, UN Agenda 21, the State Department book and pamphlet number 7277. Uh, uh, yeah, let's plug her site again, Chris. Or plug her site again slowly. Stopthecrime.net. Stopthecrime.net. Stop the so it's stopthecrime.net. That's Deborah Traverse's website. Here's the problem. It's not a very good website, okay? I'm just telling you, it's not up to date. Every time I go up there, I'm disappointed. It's like, I don't know whether she's afraid of um, <clears throat> putting these audios out on the website, but the only time you're going to hear her audios are if somebody interviews her. There's no one solid place I know of you can get, just listen to all of her latest audios. It's a real hodgepodge of stuff you're going to find online. And most of the stuff on her website is not up to date. Yes, she's got a lot of good stuff up there. But the way things are breaking, you need to have a webmaster that's up there putting stuff up all the time. That's why I have my newsletter and that's why I, I put like the audios that I have up there in chronological order with the PDFs that correspond with them. I'm not saying what I'm doing is perfect, but I don't know whether maybe she's afraid of putting everything in one centralized location. Um, I don't know, but you're going to get a little bit disappointed if you want to go up there and hear, like, there's none of her audios up there. So you have to kind of find these things independently online by doing keyword searches. And so I just kind of want to give you a heads up if you try to look for her information. Yeah, she's a top researcher, analyst, investigator. Yeah, I was getting Sorry about this audio. It's not the greatest quality, and they talk over each other a lot. But I felt it was important enough what they're covering that we need to cover. From people wondering where what happened to her and is she okay? Is she well, still around? And uh, yeah, it, you know, it was very, very. Uh, it was almost. Unbelievable, coincidental, or spiritually guided. I had talked about her on right. the John Statmiller show, and I hadn't right. heard from her in over a year or two, and she called me up. And she was very, very concerned and panicked. She had her grandchildren there with her, helping them move out. I heard her daughter being concerned about uh, talking to people with these crazy ideas. Delusional people, as some have called me on this network recently, but uh, it's unfortunate that the Bolshevik revolution is at our doorstep here in America version two. And that's exactly right. Okay, so Deborah Tavares is alive. Very good. Not good that she has had to evacuate, but happy to hear, happy to hear, happy. No, 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 not happy. But Deborah Tavares saying FEMA, FBI, ordering people out of their homes. And they will not be able to return to their homes, not for a very, very long time. No, I, I don't think they'll ever be able to return. And again, the, the insurance money they've already said, you're going to have to pay it to the government in order to basically continue the process of just taking your lot that they destroyed, that they literally burned to the ground, that they literally turned into ash with their directed energy. You're going to have to pay the government some exorbitant fee, probably equal to whatever you were going to get paid in that insurance payment, 
to basically take the foundation out of that lot and to rewild it. I, I got a feeling that's where this is all going. They're not going to let people return. This is all about implementing Agenda 21. If they let people move back into that, what good is that going to do them? Now you're just back to square one. You know? Yeah, I'm sure that a lot of people won't move back because they'll be afraid a wildfire is going to hit them again. They don't figure this out. Or they could get hit with another directed energy beam again. You know, and this is why it's so important to pray things like if you're a Christian, you know, to pray every day for God's protection. And in particularly Psalm 64, I'm big believer in imprecatory prayers, not because you want to see people go to hell, but when God judges wickedness, good things always happen. And you're asking in Psalm 64, hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked and from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity. Well, let me tell you something. These are the workers of iniquity that are up there in these planes using these directed energy weapons on these specific houses. And God can hide you from all of this. He can do that. But you have to have the faith to believe it. And if you don't know what this is about, just key in um, Psalm 64 at contendingfortruth.com and listen to my teaching on that. I'm telling you, there's hardly been anything I've ever implemented since I've been a Christian that's had more of a positive impact on my life than implementing, for for, for me and for some particular reason, that particular psalm. Um, and he, it's I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. I, I met a pastor one time and he, the same exact psalm, and he had been through so much stuff. More than I, way more than I would even had. And that was the exact same psalm God had directed him to. I think I get into that in the teaching. And um, it, it changed my life for the better. And I, I believe it's a big reason why I've been able to do what I have done for so long. Now, I, I am very grateful for the prayers of my listeners and, and for the donations that have come in and things of that nature. And, and I praise God for that. Uh, but this is something also that, that I've done that I've told a lot of people about. And I think it's had a tremendous impact on a lot of people's lives for the better. And it is biblical. I mean, everything in the Bible is there for a reason. So it's just something the church, I believe, has totally gotten away from uh, in recent times. And so you might want to avail yourself to that teaching. And if... And when they are able to return, you need to look at the legislation that was passed in these local areas of California. I have no doubt that they have an awful lot of green legislation that they have passed, which will make it very difficult for people to rebuild. Yes. Very expensive for people to rebuild. So I hope that Deborah Tavares' home is still standing. Um, I would love to hear from her directly, but at least we did get some word about what is taking place with Deborah Tavares. The link is below. Yeah, bookmark this radio show. It's Okay, so we have that report. Now, the last one on this um, is entitled... <clears throat> FEMA buying out flooded homes, no rebuilding. Now, here's another thing that we didn't get into here. One last thing I want to mention after, before I play this next video is that one of the main things they were doing as well 
is they were, and I, I forgot to include this in there, there were so many audio clips, and I guess this one got glossed over, but there were, when they were going back to these houses, okay, they weren't allowing the people that lived there to go back, but these people like from FEMA and them were going back, and they were literally going through the rubble, and they had some type of evident device that could, um, they were identifying bodies, the charred remains, the literal ashes, through the medical implant devices that were already in their bodies, that literally survived this 3,700 degree heat. I don't know how that's possible. But evidently, that's how they were identifying the bodies that they could identify. What does that tell you? That tells you that a large number of the population are already implanted with the RFID microchips, okay, that evidently are almost impervious to heat. I didn't realize that. But I told you, and I've made many reports in the last two to three years, where these people that are going in for hip replacements, for um, the mesh that they do for the hernias, for dental implants, for plastic surgeries, for breast implants, when you go in and you get any type of implant in the body, you are getting a microchip in you. The people that were getting the flu shots, and this was in California, was where they first discovered this, but I'm sure it's, it's an epidemic type of thing. Particularly the elderly that were getting the flu shots year after year, when they've had seminars, and the ones I saw were in California, the people that were there, and they were scanning these people, okay, for microchip implants, they were finding these microchip implants in their left shoulders where they were getting their flu vaccines every year. It's one of the main ways they're depopulating the elderly populations. It's well known in nursing homes that when the flu shot season comes around, they're going to have a whole bunch of more beds freed up, okay? And the reason is, is because the flu shot kills you. I had a patient that it killed within a few days after getting it. Patient I treated for a long time on a personal accident victory, uh, victim. And, and his wife came in a few months later to settle up some paperwork. And she's like, oh, no, he's dead. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, he had a flu shot and he died a few days later. It's proven over and over now flu shots are killing people and they weaken your immune system. Another report just came out the other day from Mike Adams on that. And... Not only are they weakening your immune system and, and giving you a nice dose of mercury and um, aluminum, which plaques up the brain and these types of things. It kills you a lot quicker. But um, you're getting a microchip as well in them. And I'm not saying every flu shot, but almost universally the people they were scanning in California, the elderly people that went to this one particular seminar, and there's a video of it, I, I played it before, they were scanning, you can pick up these RFID chips. They were scanning their shoulders, their left shoulders, and they were all testing positive. So you get vaccinated now, you're getting your microchip implant. And I'm not saying it's the mark of the beast, but I'll tell you, I wouldn't, it's not something I'd mess around with because guaranteed there's technology in there that when they turn that thing on, there's going to be some type of mind control aspect to it. And you might start doing things you're not even aware of. Or start thinking thoughts you never thought in your life. And again, 
Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. We're destroyed for lack of knowledge, and we're not to be ignorant of his devices. And I'm telling you, there's so many devices of Satan right, right now, you cannot trust anything the medical profession is doing or trying to put in you or trying to push on you. It all has nefarious agendas behind them. Okay, I understand emergency medicine to save a life. I get that. I understand that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But beyond that, you cannot drug your body into good health. And you can't vaccinate your body into good health either that's for sure so heads up you've been warned on on that as well now the last one is fema buying out flooded homes no rebuilding create green space and agenda 2030 to 2050 mega regions and um go ahead and play this hi everyone it is october 23rd 2017 i want to thank a subscriber of mine who sent me along several articles, very interesting, on these FEMA buyouts. Harris County seeks FEMA help on home buyouts after Harvey. Look at this home. Wow. So supposedly these areas with high flood risk, even though that was this was totally man-made, and totally engineered, dumping literally 50 inches in some places, where this hurricane basically hovered for three days over this area and was fed over and over and over through those next rad radars and through the chemtrails that were surrounding it. I documented all of that. Okay, I'll give you the links to my studies I did on Harvey. All of it by design. And again, all of it is to implement Agenda 21 um to beta test to see how well the programs are going to go and to essentially get people out of these these areas into these stack and pack cities and then they will come in and buy up your your uh property and so that no one can ever live there ever again that is intense flooding isn't it harris county commissioners court on tuesday voted to ask the federal government for 17 million to purchase 104 homes at the highest risk of flooding, even as more than 1,000 residents have called the Flood Control District in recent days to request buyouts of their Hurricane Harvey flood-damaged homes. The grant application for FEMA buyout funds is part of an annual application to Washington based on flooding in the previous two years, meaning it may not include homes flooded during Harvey. Wow. So homes flooded last year, two years ago in Houston? They're still working on buying out those homes. It's estimated that 136,000 homes and structures across Harris County were flooded as Harvey dumped more than 51 inches of rain in some areas, sending water into some homes for the third time in as many years and sparking increased calls for buyouts from property owners and local officials alike. And more than 1,000 residents have expressed interest in receiving buyouts. Isn't our government wonderful? Isn't it wonderful how they help us? Dickinson demands people seeking Harvey relief promise not to boycott Israel. Now, I know that a lot of you know about that, but 
Let's this is really weird what she gets into here. Uh, and you, I'll let you, if you want to listen to the rest of this, because it's a 35-minute video, and I don't have time to, to get into that, but that's another very weird... And again, I'm not here. I, I've always, you know, I've always tried to take a very balanced approach on Israel, okay? And, and, and you know, pray for the peace of Jerusalem and, and you know, that type of thing. And, uh, but this is very strange, and it... In, I mean, I'm, I don't see how you could really deny this. this is straight from the Houston press, what she's saying here. But I'm not going to go any further into that because I've, I'm already like three hours into this and I'm not even done yet. i got to go further. And I'm probably going to have to hang it up for tonight and continue this tomorrow. And I'll release it. I'll release this uh, hopefully um, um, very, very soon, this report. But anyway, that's all I have for part two. And we will go to part three next. God bless you.